Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 136, They Are Out of My League. It's October 23rd, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moskovic. They are out of my league. My, my, my people. Do you say this? Have you heard people say this? Let me give you a couple housekeeping notes before I dive into this subject. (laughs) Oh, my heavens. First of all, none of my content is designed to be medical or therapy advice, so please don't take it as such. That is not the intention. I'm not a therapist or medical professional. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. Number two, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you are overwhelmed by life or you are suicidal or you are simply hopeless, I'm asking you to take some action and please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. Please talk about it. Please tell people you are not alone. This, If you knew how common this was, you would just probably feel like a million bucks. My next point is if you happen to be either in the deaf or hard of hearing community or you know people who are, please let them know that I have transcripts on my hosting platform, rss.com, for their use and convenience. That, again, is transcripts for my podcast on rss.com. Lastly, I am still at the rehab facility from my car accident, although there is light at the end of the tunnel. I did get my new microphone and pieces of equipment for podcasting, so hopefully there's a slight improvement in sound. I do have to manage manage as best I can the background noise because... I am in a facility, and even though I'm in the chapel, I'm actually in the chapel right now, uh, there there is sometimes carts going down the hallway, and I might have to start and stop to try to minimize the background noise, but I'm doing the best I can. All right, so that takes it for, and and, oh, wait, there's something else. Light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, I'll be out of here in, in two weeks or so, just about that time frame is what we're looking at. Just in time for me to go give a speech at a, a conference of nurses. I know, it's going to work out great. All right, so they are out of my league. Now, this is actually an idiom. So you could substitute the for they are out of my league, that they are better than me, or you're too good for me, or they're too good for me, or they're too good for you. So there's all kinds of ways you could say it if the phrase they are out of my league, doesn't call to you or doesn't resonate or fit for you. But this phrase, they are out of my league, is a testament to the intricacies 
of human relationships and social hierarchies, which I'll talk about in a minute. But generally, when that someone is out of your league, someone perceives another human being or something else, it doesn't always have to be a person, um, to be too superior in some aspect or aspects, such as looks, wealth, intelligence, social status, or uh, to be unattainable or realistically unattainable or unapproachable. Now, <clears throat> out of my league, really the implication is that there's something unattainable based on social norms or standards. So often this term is used in romantic relationships. And it just has comes in all kinds of flavors, like, you know, they're too good for you. You're not good enough for them, etc. So the, this idea goes back thousands of years, but we see it currently in music. There are songs written about this idea that some woman is too good for a guy, and that you can find in the song She's So High by Tal Bachman or Out of My League by Fitz and the Tantrums. But it literally has been the idea that someone is unattainable or out of, out of reach has gone back for thousands of years. Now, the, the phrase, out of you, out of, they're out of your league, is said to have really originated in baseball with the different leagues that baseball has. Now, history has... <laughs> perpetuated this idea and the way historically this has been perpetuated that there's superiority some people over other people is through what's called social stratification or social stratification systems which literally have been around for thousands of years one of the best known or at least I think more people are familiar with of social stratification systems is the caste system in India, which is over 3,000 years old and is still in existence. Now, there are other forms, some of which we have gotten rid of but are still prominent or available in the world, like slavery. I mean, we don't have slavery, but we do have people in the world who are enslaved and actually slaves. Um, and that can be because of poverty, it can be because of gender. So social stratification is frequently or commonly done by either race, gender, education, religion, finances. So it can be done on a number of different platforms. So because it's been around for thousands of years, this is something that just seems to kind of perpetuate itself. So what is below the surface of the statement, they are out of my league? Well, what's underneath really what we're pointing to is somebody isn't good enough or they don't feel worthy, they don't feel deserving, they don't feel adequate, they feel like they don't measure up. And really we're talking about and pointing to low self-esteem, among other things, but primarily low self-esteem. Now, there are things that having this notion that someone's out of your league will cause so if you have this idea that someone is out of your league, 
what are the problems that you might have or what what will that contribute to well what can like it's often used in the romantic sense where and it's been included in many movies over over decades where the guy sees this beautiful woman and he's like oh yeah she's out of my league or vice versa it goes both ways but not asking a person out on a date not applying for a job not applying for a promotion it can cause relationship and marriage breakups and divorces it can cause a person to settle for something less than what they really want because they're unwilling to go after what they want because they think that whatever it is they want is out of their league. That's often a form of self-sabotage where you're, you're actually, you create the situation you want to avoid. You lose dreams, you lose opportunities. There's often sadness, loneliness, and isolation when people engage in this, this idea. And I do want to mention to drive home the point of what this, the bigger problem inherent in low self-esteem that leaves someone thinking that they're not worthy, they're not deserving, they're not good enough. So in an article titled, Low Self-Esteem Can Ruin a Relationship, in the UB Reporter by Patricia Donovan, a UB social psychologist by the name of Sandra Murray states that a new or old relationship is far more likely to be ruined by one partner's low self-esteem. So she, Murray, Susan Murray has researched low self-esteem in relationships, and in her research is in the Journal of Personal Relationships and also the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And she's warning people that low self-esteem can cause a partner to be sensitive and insecure and read incorrect meanings into rarely actually either ambiguous or benign cues given by their partners. And then that provokes uh, unfortunate outcomes. So this is not for just for new relationships, it's also for old relationships. And I, I do have to just segue and say, oh, I, can, I saw this completely on a reality show that made me so upset and, you know, this really great person was just beaten down and vilified. I think he had really reasonably healthy self-esteem, but the rest of the people didn't and they just ganged up on him. And, be, and it was because this woman on the show took everything he said to be like a criticism when it was just obvious to those of us who have reasonable self-esteem, that there was no criticism intended. Like, there are some statements that you really, really are not, that are benign. So this is a big problem. So it not only can prevent you from asking somebody out or going for a promotion or a job, it can ruin a relationship or a marriage. So I've already stated that low self-esteem is the front and center for this issue. So currently in the world, there seems to be agreement that 85% of the world's population has low self-esteem. Well, why is that? Do you know why? I don't know. I'm asking. Think, think, think. Okay. Well, first of all, one, one of the reasons why low self-esteem is so prevalent, in my opinion, is because we have uh, over 70% of the world 
its population impacted by some form of trauma, either a mental health trauma or some trauma in their lifetime. That could be a lack of love. It could be a lack of love and affection in childhood. It could be some other form of abuse. It could be betrayal trauma. It could be that someone is still in a trauma bond with their abuser or domestic abuse in adult life. Like watching one of your parents abuse the other as a young child or a young person, that's a trauma and that will have an impact. Often low self-esteem. Perfectionist parents, having parents that are dealing with addictions. There are so many, many, many behaviors that will contribute to a child or young adult or young person developing low self-esteem. It's not funny. I actually covered many of them. I think there were 25 of them in a previous podcast or several previous podcasts. I happen to have what I have termed, and this is a made-up term, so don't go look it up on the internet, stand healthy, standalone self-esteem since I was a young person. And what I mean by that is my self-esteem is not related to my uh, marital status or my relationship status or my career or my finances or where I'm living. My feeling good about myself, that's what we're talking about with self-esteem. My standalone self-esteem stands alone regardless of what's happening circumstantially or situationally in my life. So this is very, very important because I just learned earlier this year, I know, that some people have, they have healthy self-esteem, but it is attached to or connected to their career or job or their marriage or their relationship or or their house or their the money they have in the bank it's attached to something that can go away and that's just not that's not that's not the best optimal way to have self-esteem because you could be old and have all of your money and assets stolen and if your self-esteem was tied to the, all the money you worked hard to save and create you would be tanked it would be devastated well it's devastating either way it's actually still devastating if you have healthy self-esteem but it's less problematic so research demonstrates demonstrates that self-esteem can lead to better health and social behavior while on the other hand low self-esteem is associated with a huge number of health mental health disorders social problems including depression, suicidal tendencies, anxiety, addictions, eating disorders, and so on. So low self-esteem is at the core of the idea, oh, I'm not good enough for, for, for that friend group, or, I, or they're out of my league, or he's out of my league, or she's out of my league, or they're out of my league, or they are out of my league. But before I move on, I want to talk to you about the people who feel superior. Not everybody in the world feels superior, but there are some people who walk around in life and are, generally speaking, feeling like they are better than other people, even though they're not, which includes 
narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and bipolar, to name just a few of the diagnostic categories that lend or are included in having a superiority complex. That means they might be smug, they might be condescending, that might give them a mean temperament or mean effect. And according to Alfred Adler, these people who have a superiority attitude or superiority complex is often masking a deep sense of feeling inferior. So they are covering up the real heart, which is they don't feel good enough. They feel inferior. So that means, so, and some people actually do this. They, they exaggerate or play up their accomplishments to make themselves feel better. And that's just a false front. It's a mask. And uh, sadly, some people actually believe the stuff they're making up, even though there's no evidence, which could be a sign that they're irrational. They are not rational. And I want to make it clear that this is very different than someone who has confidence that is driven by past successes. Because confidence driven by past successes is what we call reality-based. So your confidence is based in reality, not some magical thinking. So if you happen to have people in your life, or this applies to you, where you have this idea or feeling or notion or way of, of living life where you're better than other people, that's not good for your mental health. It can actually make low self-esteem worse, which we don't want. And sometimes people will inflate themselves and exaggerate because they really are trying to avoid some type of criticism. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that usually doesn't go well. It usually backfires. And then it's worse because people are like, wow, not only are they not that, they're even not that or that or that. So this falls under this idea that someone's out of your league falls under what I call the disempowering attitude or belief. It is not empowering. There is nothing about this that is empowering or positive. It's not helpful. And I assert with all of my heart, it is not true. Now, you can continue to believe it. That's completely up to you. If you want to walk around the world in life thinking that other people are better than you, I'm not going to stop you. I am in no way going to try to stop you. However, I am telling you, it's not good for you, and it's not true. I mean, people will will say, I, I know somebody said to me last year, oh, well, you know, now you're like a muckety muck. <laughs> I was laughing. I said, uh, I'm a muckety muck? What do you mean? What do you mean I'm a muckety muck? What is that? And why would I be that now? What happened? And they were referring to the fact that I had been selected by Newsweek to be one of their experts. And I just looked at this person and I thought, oh my, I said, I don't think you really know me. Because I think if you really knew me, you would know, I know I'm not better than anybody. And I don't have any interest in people who are going to think that they're better than other people. That's not who I am. So there are people though, and that is kind of a form of projection where they're going to look at you and say, oh yeah, she thinks she's better than other people or he thinks he's better. Well, they may or may not. Like if you really get to know people, you would know. So, and so this is disempowering 
a perfect example of a disempowering attitude or belief, which I do not recommend. I have an entire podcast about empowering attitudes and beliefs, which is what I want you to have and I suggest. Now, is it rational or is it irrational to think that someone is out of your league? Well, isn't that a great question? Well, I think it is a great question. So according to researchers Ben Tappen and Ryan McKay, who are from the University of London or were at this time, at the time of this research, they have been researching the whole concept of superiority. And they believe that it is irrational to think of yourself as better than average or better than other people. They're also stating it's okay to like self-inflate a little bit or slightly exaggerate. That's apparently normal. But it is not a good thing and not rational to be walking around thinking that you're better than other people. And according to Nikia Lowry, a superiority complex is really a defense mechanism or a reaction to a perceived threat. So it's not good to be thinking that you're better than other people and it's not good to be thinking that other people are better than you because we're all created equally. We're all human. And I, I wonder what would happen in certain areas if people really got, yeah, you're not better than me and I'm not better than you. I mean, you might have different skills. That's not, that doesn't make, skills don't make somebody better. Like being picked by Newsweek as an expert doesn't make me better than other people. It makes me different. It means I met their criteria of being an innovative and innovative thinker and thought leader, which not a lot of people do. But what are we going to do about this? Well, first of all, my solution to most problems in life, well, one of them is to grow and develop. You don't want to be stuck with ways of life, ways of doing life that hurt you or ways of being that are harmful or ways of doing life that cut you off from love and affection and all the good stuff. Well, you might want to live like that. I don't recommend it. But low self-esteem is the area to get to work on. Now, if you are unfamiliar with building low self-esteem, that is not something you work on directly. You don't work on self-esteem per se. You do other things that build and nurture you feeling that you're deserving, you feeling that you're good enough, you feeling that, yeah, you are good enough and other people aren't better than you. They might have more money than you or they might have different skills than you, but that doesn't mean they're better than you. So low self-esteem. What could you do about that? Well, you could go on a journey because if you know me and my podcast, I'm going to give you some suggestions on where to get started. So I have, this is the 136th podcast, so I have 135 other podcasts to help you, almost all of which, not all, but almost all of which will help you build your self-esteem will help you grow so that you can begin to like yourself. And so here's a couple things. Be well loved, feel better with self-care and self-compassion, the power of assertiveness, love your imperfections, the lost art of love and affection, grow your heart like the Grinch. Having low self-esteem, of course, I've already copped to the fact that I don't have it, but I've worked with people for a couple of decades and it is a it's painful 
for someone to have low self-esteem. And guess what? It's painful to have someone in your life that is so self-loathing or feels so bad about themselves. It's not only painful for you, it is painful for other people in your life. I hate to break it to you. So what is appropriate is put yourself on a trajectory to start liking yourself and then start moving towards loving yourself, being kind to yourself. I mean, if you really liked yourself, would you be so mean to yourself? I don't know. I don't think so. I like myself. I mean, listen, I'll be the first one to tell you all my faults. Oh my gosh, I have plenty of faults. I have lots of weaknesses. And there's a whole list of things that I'm terrible at. No good, and I'll never be good, and I don't care. But I do love myself in my imperfection way, like with all my imperfections, because I'm not trying to be perfect. I I just think perfection is like, oh, so painful. So put yourself up front and ask yourself, what is at stake for you? If you felt good about yourself, if you felt worthy, if you felt deserving, if you felt lovable, if you felt like, hey, nobody's better than me, we're all, we're all human, and that means that we're all created equally. Well, you know, in God's eyes, we're all created equally. Now, not everybody believes in God, but, you know, certainly in the Declaration of Independence, and there's lots of people who say, all lives matter. Yes, all lives matter, and guess what? One, one person isn't better than another person. What, how would your life change if you felt lovable, deserving, good enough, and had standalone, healthy standalone self-esteem? Well, it might change a lot. And you can change, and we know that scientifically, because of neuroplasticity of the brain. If you don't know about neuroplasticity of the brain, which, like, I'd say the majority of the world does not, I do have a podcast on it. It's one of, it's one of my favorite topics because you can teach an old dog new tricks, and neuroplasticity is what, is what will keep you from aging brain as you get older and has a lot of applications for uh, autism, dementia, other aging, brain injuries, uh, there's just a ton of applications for neuroplasticity. So that means intentional actions and over time, like it doesn't happen magically. There's nothing magical about neuroplasticity. So you can go ahead, spend the rest of your life thinking that other people are out of your league. It's perfectly fine. You may go right ahead. And if you're in a certain, you know, if you're from India, you but that is possibly, most likely, how you were raised, you will stick to that. And that's okay. That That's an ideology and a whole way of living that people from India have been brought up in. And I'm not trying to make it wrong. I'm just trying to say that, you know, for unless you want to take it on as a religion or or just take it on as your belief, you can go right ahead. I'm, I'm not a fan, and I don't suggest it. So let me give you a couple other little suggestions before I wrap this up. Number one, don't buy it. I just do not buy into that. Someone's out of their league. I actually didn't know the song She's So High was that that's what the lyrics meant. And I really didn't understand the 
the popularity of this idea until one of my kids brought it up when they were in their early teens. And I thought, wow, like, wh why would you think that? Why, why, where did you ever get that idea that somebody would be out of your league? Or, you know, like, and we talked about it. But it is. It's very common that people think that. And I'm telling you, don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Number two, embrace that you are good enough. I know for those of you, if you fall into the low self-esteem, that, that it's going to take more than embracing you're good enough. I am very well aware, having worked with people and coached people for a long time, it takes intentional actions over time to build low self-esteem. It does. It's not like an overnight fix, but you are good enough and you embracing that idea will be helpful. Uh, my next suggestion is bring love and affection into your life, every corner, every nook, every cranny, every place, with every person. It doesn't have to be romantic. It can be platonic, but why not have both? If you don't want both, fine. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but put love and affection as much as you can into your life. Love is very healing. Love is amazing. Love is like the best. Love, love is like my favorite word and my favorite thing to do is love people up and, you know, give people love and affection because it's what the world needs. The world needs more love and more affection. And if you circle back and listen to my podcast on neuroplasticity, the other topic I cover in that podcast is psychoneuroimmunology. And it's all about people being happy, healthy, and well-loved. But the, it, the research is very interesting in neuroplasticity when they just change the experimental variable to add love or TLC. So add love and affection. Certainly, my big recommendation is rational thinking. If you're not familiar with that, I do have a podcast called Cognitive Distortions. Irrational thinking is flawed or distorted thinking. That's not good for you. It's very common, though. Extremely common. Maybe someday I'll sort it out and be able to tell you how common, but that doesn't seem to be, there doesn't seem to be agreement on that statistic. So get, get yourself some rational thinking. And that, the world will look very different. I mean, I'm a rational thinker, and, and I have some very interesting conversations with people who are rational, and I'll be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because when you're rational, you want the world to make sense. And if you use facts and logic and you're not missing things, the world will make sense. Now, sometimes when people lie or you don't have all the facts, it doesn't make sense until you get all the facts or you find out the truth. So rational thinking for you, my people. Boost your self-care. Every day, every day, every day, make taking care of yourself a high priority. You'll feel better. You'll look better. You'll, you'll have more energy. It's amazing. And I, I even did that in the hospital, as I mentioned in another podcast. I had my girlfriend, thank you, Kim, go get me mascara, eyeliner, and a eyelash curler. That's that's the only thing I wear other than, you know, chapstick. So um, take care of yourself, please. My next suggestion, which if you need to listen to a podcast on self-care, I have one, but it's on self-care and self-compassion, which really go hand in hand. Because if you're taking care of yourself, then why would you like beat yourself up all the time? Because beating yourself up is the opposite of taking care of yourself. But 
we have inner critics and then those of you who have low self-esteem the 85 percent of you you're constantly judging and criticizing yourself for not being good enough you're not worthy you're not deserving so-and-so's better or they won't like you or they won't love you or what what have you get on the road to tame your inner critic and bring a whopping big dose of self-compassion into your life i promise you you won't regret it and the people in your life this will make their life better i would also suggest getting on the road to assertiveness that is very very powerful I could tell a story from the hospital where I was very assertive and made a doctor very mad, but I'm not telling that story now. I'm not sure that that would be a good idea. Um, assertiveness. It's wonderful. Have it. That way you're not like taken advantage of, exploited, and used. Boundaries. We have many people who don't have boundaries. I'll have to look into the statistic on that. I don't know that anybody's tracking that. But boundaries, they'll help you be healthy, they'll help your mental health, they'll help you in every single way. And the people who are using and abusing you or you might be trauma bonded with, when you start getting healthy boundaries, they might be really angry because they have a system and they want you to fall in line. My next suggestion is that you get a reward system. Life is hard. We have too many people who are struggling and I'm a fan of a reward system. I actually have a podcast about having a reward system. And I was realizing uh, the other week that I actually had a very informal reward system in college. And uh, <laughs> so if I got certain things done, then I would be allowed to go to the Rascal or the train station. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, neither one of those, I think. Well, the train station's gone. But anyway, so... But reward yourself. Little rewards. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I know people I've coached before, they come up with a reward system because it's not mandatory with me, but it's highly recommended. And sometimes people will say, you know what, I would love to tinker on this old car, but I don't have the time for it. Or I'd love to crochet or I'd love to, you know, plant some wildflowers. I'd love to do X, Y, or Z, but I don't have the time. Then take something you'd love to do that you don't have the time for and make it into a reward. Then it's a win-win. You're doing something you really want to do and you're getting a little boost as a reward. Yeah, reward yourself for getting through the week. Reward yourself. I'm talking about healthy rewards, people. I'm not talking about, oh, I made it through the day, so I'll have a drink. Well, you can do that. We have too many people doing that. But reward yourself with healthy rewards. Absolutely, I suggest coping mechanisms. I think I have a podcast about that. And, and seriously, empowering attitudes and beliefs because the disempowering attitudes and beliefs, they just take you down a dark hole. So I have tons of podcasts to help you. You are welcome to spend the rest of your life thinking that a job is out of your league or uh, a certain income level or a certain man or woman or, you know, anything. You're, you're welcome to think that. It's your life. I'm telling you, it's not the best way to live life if you want to be healthy. And I'm also suggesting that if you've not ever really contemplated how painful it could be or is for people in your life that you have low self-esteem, I'm asking you to start thinking about that. Because it is very painful for me to see people who have really low self-esteem. Because for me, for somebody like me, it's oftentimes, not always, 
but sometimes it's very obvious because they will be very hard on themselves and it's just it's painful to watch and as I already mentioned from the research kills off relationships and friendships so there you have it nobody's out of my league I hope nobody's out of your league and that's a wrap for today I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my love life podcast episode number 136 they are out of my league I certainly hope after listening to this podcast, you are not going to be thinking that ever again about yourself. Or you can, it's up to you. I hope you will subscribe to my podcast so you get the new ones automatically because of course you wouldn't want to miss one. (laughs) Please share this podcast on social media so we can dispel the myth that some people are better than other people. Visit me at my website. I hope you're doing well. I love you. Take care for now. That's it.